Welcome to Tenabini Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in the book of Judges 6. And we're going to be talking about Gideon. We're going to be talking about Gideon. And understanding what it is to be called by God. Now, to give you an idea before we get into um, Judges 6 and 11, we're going to give you a synopsis of what's going on. The Midianites are in, are dealing with the children of Israel, and they are basically bullying them. The Midianites and the Amalekites have came together to go against Israel. So anytime Israel will grow crops or anything like that, the Midianites will come in and destroy them. So what it did was it forced Israel to live in caves and in mountains. They're hiding. Because the people that they were dealing with was too strong for them. This is the time of the judges. There was no kings yet. So, in the midst of this, comes in the angel of the Lord speaking to Gideon. And it starts out in Judges 6 and 11, and it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Oph which belongs to Joash, the Bezerite. When his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Isn't it interesting to have to beat out your wheat and hide it from folks? You got to get your wheat, you got to get your food, and you got to hide it from people taking it from you. It remind you when you're going to school and you're young and people trying to steal your lunch. Twelve says, Gideon says to him, he says, please sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Now this is a question that a lot of people ask. If there is a God, why has so many bad things happened? Why then all these things are happening to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us? All the things that our forefathers and everybody has preached and teached to us. Where's all that stuff at? Our fathers and our grandfathers and our forefathers told us how great God is, but we haven't seen it. We've been persecuted. Right? And then you think about your own life. Why are these bad things happening in my life? Why don't I know who I am? So, when you look at yourself through Gideon's eyes, right? You ask yourself, what? Who am I? 
What am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Right? Gideon is not understanding why they are being persecuted. And his forefathers had talked about this God. And they haven't seen any of this. What is going on? So, he tells this angel, please sir, tell me. What is this all about? What, what? And then he says, and where are all these wonders and deeds that our forefathers accounted to us? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Now, he says, okay, our forefathers tell us how this great God has taken us out of Egypt, brought us into the promised land, gave us all this land, the milk and honey, and did all of these things. That's what we heard. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen. And we have a situation, even now, that no matter how much God has done for you, Everybody gets into this thing where they just say, what has he done for me lately? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand what he used to do. I understand what he did then. But what is he doing now? It says, but now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hands of the Midianites. So, he's saying... We, I understand what you're saying, but we're being persecuted. We're being shackled. Every time we make food and grow crops, they take it. Why God is not protecting us from this? I don't understand. These are questions that people have even today. They don't understand why a world can be so bad, but we can talk about a God that's so good. Mm -hmm. 14 says and the Lord turned to him now I want you to understand something about this scripture it started out in 11 where it says the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth right mm -hmm. the angel of the Lord started speaking to Gideon but after all of the questions it says <coughs> After all of the questions that he asked, in 14 it says, and the Lord turned. Mm -hmm. So now the angel of the Lord is not talking. God himself comes to him and tells him, okay, hold on. Let me talk to you. Because at first God sent his representative. But after all of the questions and all of the pain that he felt in Gideon, God himself had to talk to Gideon. And this is what happens to a lot of people that, ended up, that end up in Christ. You have all of these questions. Because you read the Bible and you hear all these things and some of the stuff don't make sense to you. And then you're like, okay, well, this is what it's saying for this time. This is what happened back then. But what is God doing for me now? And then God will come to you. And talk to you about you. Wow. Not so much about what's going on, 
in the world, but about you and your part in it. So in 14 it says, And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. Now, remember the angel of the Lord called him a mighty man of valor. But God tells him, now that mighty man of valor, the might that you have, that you don't even realize you have, I need you to work in that. Because a lot of times, as men and women of God, we don't know the power that we have. Right. And I'm not talking about laying hands and dropping people and all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the power within yourself to do good things. We don't know because we never exercise it. We have to bring those things to light and show people the God in you. People are looking for a God outside of this world. And Jesus showed us himself. And they was like telling Jesus, well Jesus, the disciples say, I need just show us the Father and we'll be good. But Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. And that's how we're supposed to show ourselves. Because the reality of a situation is, you do not want to see God for yourself. With your sinful, crazy self. <laughs> You don't want to deal with God directly. Mm -hmm. You want Jesus to be your buffer. Right. You want Jesus to reside inside you. You want the Holy Spirit to convict you. You don't want God to do it. We seen too many times in the Old Testament, God would He won't hesitate to get rid of people. Right. That's right. God loves you, but he'll make 20 just like you. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So he says in 14, And the Lord turns to him and says, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of the millions. Do, do not I send you? Didn't I send you? I'm sending you. God says in the might that I had already put in you. And remember, we always talk about this. It doesn't matter. A lot of times that we don't realize the power that we have. Remember, we talk about how when you are growing up, you get a job, you're doing things that you do. You don't understand that what is your desire to do with the thing, the things that you do, God put that in you. So if, like, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching my whole life. I was teaching kids when I was a kid. Then I grew up teaching. Now I'm pastoring and teaching. Because God gets you ready for what you are going to be doing. Yeah. Because that teaching part, I didn't know that then. 
But all I did know is I love teaching. It's built in us. Mm -hmm. Whatever God has, whatever you have a desire to do, God has that built in you to do it. Mm -hmm. For Him though. Yeah. Right. And see, most of us take it and do it for our own good and right. our own means. Right. But God has it for His glory, not yours. So all of these questions that <laughs> that that uh, Gideon has about doing all of these things, God, why you ain't doing this? God, why you ain't doing that? He says, I need you to take what I have gave you and you go forth and you save Israel. You got all of the answers to your own questions. It's so funny how when we when we always seek problems. In certain things. Why are they doing that over there? Why won't they do this? I can't stand going over there. Because every time I go over there, they doing this. Well, why don't you go over there and do something about it? Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, it, ain't, it ain't really none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> so what you talking about? <laughs> Stay from over there then. <laughs> we see yeah. problems, but don't want to fix them. Right, right. And I always say people love, they love answers, but they don't like solutions. Mm -hmm. People want to hear what they want to hear about it. Right. When you have a solution for it, no, they don't want to hear the solution. Because the solution makes them have to do something. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. So God tells him, you go. And save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. <laughs> and 15 says, And he said to him, Well, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Right? Mm -hmm. And I got all kind of excuses why I can't do it. No, no, no. You just named all of these problems that y'all have. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here to send you. And now you got excuses why you can't do it. Yeah. And it's always the person that sees the problem that don't want to do nothing about it. Right. <laughs> you can point out all of the issues and all of the problems and what should be done. Mm -hmm. But won't go do it. Mm -hmm. I'm the least in my in my tribe, and I'm the smallest in my father's house. God says I'm that's perfect, because He always used the little guy to do big things. Right. <laughs> that's true. Sixteen says, and the Lord said to him. But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midians as one man. Now, it doesn't matter if you small, if you little. It doesn't matter if God is with you. Right. If God is with you, it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't right. matter how small you are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you can speak. It doesn't matter if you stutter. Daddy. 
it doesn't matter how you look mm -hmm. if God is with you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you think or what they think about you if God is with you. Right. Right. 17 says, and he said to him, if now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign that it is you who speaks with me. Mm -hmm. This is not a problem. People like people always asking God to show me a sign. You need to ask God to show you a sign. You want to make sure that God is the one who's talking to you. Mm -hmm. My baby doll told me to do it. Oh, what? <laughs> we do. We have all of these different things. Make sure that God is the one speaking to you. Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. People tell you, you don't supposed to question God. This book is full of people questioning God. Right. right. And the reason we have answers to this stuff is because these people question God. Mm -hmm. God tells you to question Him. How are you going to find out anything you don't ask Him nothing? Right. Right. That's how you build relationship with God. He wants you to ask questions. Because he wants to give you answers. You need to see the answers. You can't get answers if you don't ask questions. God say in the scriptures, you have not because you ask not. So now if I found favor in your eyes, Lord, show me a sign, right? So 18 says, please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, and I will stay till you return. So Gideon went in 19. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and the broth he put in a pot, and brought them and brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. Now, I want you to understand this about this scripture. God told him, he said, go and bring me a present and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll wait. He didn't tell him what to bring, but he knew exactly what to bring. You see what I'm saying? So not only did God tell him what to bring, but he put on his heart what to bring. Right. <laughs> yeah, because those are very specific things that he did. Right, right. Right. Unleavened cakes. From an ephah of flour, <laughs> the meat he put in a basket, and the broth he put in a pot. He brought all of this stuff. <laughs> very specific things that he went into the house and got. So God put this on his heart to go get, right? And he did. And here's the thing. Just obey what God say do. Once you ask God the question, he give you the answer. And he asks you to do something. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Mm -hmm. right. Let's do it. 
because your ultimate answer is going to is going to rely on your obedience to him. Mm -hmm. So what you want to fulfill and what you want to happen is going to be on the basis of what your uh, obedience is to God. You have to obey God. So Gideon goes and does all of these things. 20 says, And the angel of God says to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and unleavened cakes. And fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. He already knew once that happened, okay, that was God talking to me. I did all of these things and something actually happened. Now, God has consumed it. I understand it. I got the message. Right? Yes. So Gideon says, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord says to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear, you shall not die. Then God, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abizarites. So, in this scripture, we get to see how um, Gideon brought these things forth because he listened to God. He asked God some questions. God came down, talked to him, got him some understanding. And this is what you have to do with God. Get an understanding with God. Build a relationship with God. Don't just have these questions and don't do nothing about them. He asked these questions and God brought them to him. And he gave him solutions. But he says, okay, if you want me to do all of these things, I need to know is you going. Because I'm not going to go out here and fight no Midianites and no Malachites by myself and you're not going to be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but God showed him that was him. I'm going. You're going to be fine. And he gave him the courage to go on to be the mighty man of valor that he was supposed to be. Listen to God. Allow God to prove himself to you. When he really doesn't have to. Right. But he doesn't mind doing it. That's right. Because he wants you. Right? Right. God don't want any of us to perish. Mm -hmm. And the only way we're going to have that is if we allow God to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior in our lives. That's right. Put him first. That's right. And God will add all of these things to you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today for these scriptures and judges where we get to see Gideon become the man that God had purposed him to be. Father, we just thank you for the revelation knowledge that flows through this 
uh, service today, and we thank you for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. So now we can go and teach others what we have learned today. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say amen. 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 Stay blessed and faithful.